So the big question is this, are you tired of the hustle and grind of fix and flip? Do you really think you can wholesale your way to success? What you really want is a cash flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom, sunsets and palm trees on your terms. But what if you're stuck because you have no capital, no time and no idea where to start? That ends now. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags-to-riches real estate millionaire who started out with no money or credit and quickly grew a portfolio of cash-flowing apartments. Not to mention, he did it all with other people's money. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life, and the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. So now, here's your host, the big kahuna, Corey Peterson. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson. Wonderful show today. We have a, a, a really neat guest that is really um, all about helping people find alternatives to investments. So Chris Miles is the cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Um, he's a leading authority teaching entrepreneurs and professionals how to quickly free up and create cash flow today, spending time doing what they love the most. He's an author and podcast host of uh, the Chris Miles Money Show, and he's been featured on U.S. News, CNN Money, EO Fire, and has a proven reputation with his company, Money Ripples. So it's moneyripples.com, and he's getting his clients uh, fast, life-altering financial results, and in fact, his personal clients have increased their cash flow by over $100 million in the last eight years. With that said, Chris, welcome to the show, brother. Hey, it's glad being here. So tell me, let's go into this thing. And, and you know, when when I hear the anti-financial advisor, that gives me joy, by the way, right? That gives me a lot of joy because, you know, I was one of those ex-douchebags um, in, a, in a former <laughs> life. So let's let's talk about that and, and just give me your story of, of what you do and, and how you create this, this cash flow. Yeah, so I started out with that that whole uh, you know license and being a DB, just, you know douchebag like you said, right? And uh, I did that for four years. Um, I actually was intending initially to become a, a business consultant, but I figured I should start a real business first. And so, unbeknownst to me at the time, I didn't realize that being a financial advisor was so easy to get into. You know, other than just passing some tests and stuff. Got to right? pass the tests. Seventy three, baby. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I passed a whole bunch of tests. You know, and became an advisor and actually got bitten by the entrepreneur bug. I loved it, right? Um, but after four years, you know, I, I came in right after Y2K. So after four years, by about 2006, I realized that there's a lot of crap taught in the financial advising industry, right? Like save everything, spend nothing, invest everything in mutual funds and let it sit there for 5 million years. And the market goes down, sit in for another 5 million years. And then eventually you might be able to retire, which... When I ran real numbers, I would get depressed because I'd see, oh, well, we'll just factor in inflation or factor in this or that or real interest rates. Nobody's going to be able to retire, you know? And, and, and finally, after a while, I'm like, this just doesn't work. And, and it, even worse, I mean, my pocketbook was tied to it. So I had this conflict, right? Um, I kept it inside. But then I met guys who were like millionaires. They were real estate investors and business owners. And they would scoff at the things that I taught, right? They would just scoff at it. And they'd say, this is a joke. And we retired in our 20s and 30s. And I was like, well, dang, I was hoping to save up enough money to live on the interest in my 40s, you know? And, and so I eventually like left March of 06. I said, I can't do this anymore. I can't be in integrity and teach this stuff. So you I will just go. Like perfect, so, by the way. What's that? 
you timed that perfect. Yeah, I know. That was I got, pretty good I got, I got bit in the business in 2006. So I had like two years, and then every investment I ever made <laughs> <laughs> went like that. Oh, oh God, it was like it was, uh, it was bad, man. It was catastrophic. Let's put it that way. Okay. Not even fun. And then I realized, truly, you have no control, man. They act. <laughs> we act like we do as financial advisors, right? Or they. Right. A lot of them want to act like it's they're managing your money. Uh huh. Right. <laughs> yeah. I had a, there was a guy that actually got up in our in our church the other day, and uh, and they brought they, we were doing a, a self reliance financial self reliance class, and they want to talk about retirement, and they had him stand up, and oh my goodness, I mean I I gave bad advice, I gave the mainstream traditional conventional stuff you hear, right? But he was worse. I mean, he was getting up there telling people like somebody raised their hand and said, hey. If you get older, shouldn't we, you know, back off and not invest so much in the stock market? It's like, no, not unless you're 85 or older. You should be all into the stock market right now. And he's like, and he, which I'm like, what? Like this guy, this guy's going to lose his licenses. And he's only been licensed for 10 years, which when you think about it, 2009 to 2019, he's only known up. He's only known good years. And so for him to say that, it, it even give it other bad advice. I mean, he, I mean, most of the stuff I taught and that we would teach he would say, that's a scam. Don't do it. The market's the best thing. And then he shows the market returns. They're like 5%, you know, for the last 20 years. And he's touting that as being a good thing. We're like, that's crap. You can never, ever retire on 5%. You can never save enough to do that. It, there, it's impossible in a 401ks, IRAs, all that stuff is impossible to retire and have financial freedom. Dude, I love, I love what you're just saying right now, because so that I, I, I preach this a lot too, but this is why I'm loving this. I'm loving this episode because so many times as a, as being a financial advisor, passing the test. And I love the conflict that you talked about, right. Of mm -hmm. when you're getting commission to make investment advice, dude, it's always skewed, dude. If for someone to say that it's not, they're a freaking liar because when mm -hmm. FAs financial advisors get together, all they talk about is how much money they're making off some dude, right? <laughs> It's true. Oh, and they talk and and the worst is the insurance products. We've not even talked about insurance products. We won't, but I mean, gosh dang, man. Um so this whole advice of like they're trying to do you the best deal and then and only getting six to eight. I, I remember when I was first started, maybe you were this way. Uh -huh. I was you always oh we can get you ten percent, right? Now when you become seasoned, you never issue the work ten. That's a hell no. Because the money will leave the house. You promise it at six, it mm -hmm. stays. Yep, exactly. Oh, my God. No, it, I mean, when the early 2000s, because it was after the roaring 90s, right? I mean, we were talking about, you know, 12% for small cap, 10% for large cap, and, and, uh, and how Janus Fund in 1999 did 132%. So people more than doubled their money in one year and, and all this kind of junk, you know? And, and that's the thing. It's like, yeah, once you become... Once you, if you really become honest with yourself, it's in, it's really hard to feel good about that kind of advice because it just it just doesn't work, you know. And and that's the thing. Like in two thousand six, I I changed. I actually rejected it. I said I'll no longer do financial advising. I will just do mortgages and teach ballroom dancing, right? You know. And so I did that. But I also started learning from these guys that were millionaires. And the next thing I know, like I'm creating residual or passive streams of income where I'm working a few hours a week and I'm making like. At that time, only you know now it's like peanuts, but four or five thousand a month, which was at that time enough for me to retire. Enough so for you to quit, right? Able to retire, you know. 
and that's enough for a lot of people to retire. Yeah. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. It it doesn't take, you know, millions and millions of dollars, but I mean, it, it, it requires the income is what we're trying to replace is the income. And right. a lot of times, if people could re, re, replace $10,000 of income a month, mm-hmm. that retires, I would say, 90% of people listening to the show. Oh, yeah. I, I consult, like, doctors, dentists, chiropractors, people like that all the time. And I'll tell you, like, 10, 20, 30,000 a month is almost always the good cash flow goal, right? And, and I get that because I've got a huge family. I've got, between my wife and I, we, had, we got married almost three years ago. We blended two families together. So we've got eight kids between the two of us, you know? So, you know, I get it. There's no way I could retire on less than five figures a month, you know, like, right. mm-hmm. and which is, I was able to, you know, able to do. So yeah, that's the cool thing is that when you do it right and you focus on cash flow, not just accumulating a, st- you know, stashing away money into cruddy a- accounts, whether they're IRAs, 401ks, or even just in the savings account, just get your money deployed and working for you. It's, it's incredible what you can create with it. So let me, and so you did allude to it a little bit earlier, and I want to bring this up too. Is it's funny how in Wall Street, it's the only place where millionaires go and take advice from people making less than $100,000. Right. Right? Like, that's the reality. And you don't understand why. Now, the ones that are smart reject the medicine. Yeah. Right? They're like, dude, yep. why would I ever do this when I can invest in a business or a system or a process and make 20-fold? And that's what you're talking about, right? Is yeah. taking your money that you're saving and put it in different places where you can get a multiple return, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's open that up and say, you know, what does that look like? So when you when you have these clients and they have, you know, I've got a old 401k and I reti- I'm retired now and now I need to, I, I, I still like working or I still like, but I, I want to make an income stream. What do I do? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean the cool, the coolest position to be in is working because you want to, not because you have to, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's really the ideal place to be. And so, so yeah, if you got like, I mean, depending on age and stuff, if you've got like four hundred one ks or IRAs. The biggest thing we just try to figure out where the money is. You know, how accessible is it, right? Because like, for example, money's in savings or in places where it's liquid. It's great. It's easy. You can create pa- you know passive income in so many different places. But you know, when you got money in four hundred one ks and IRAs, you got to get like, a little bit more creative because. You buy into the, the lie that somehow your taxes are going to be less in the future, right? So you're like, okay, I'm going to sock this money away, get my little tax right off now. But now you're getting to a point of realizing, oh, with inflation alone, even if taxes stay the same, I'm going to pay, I'm going to have to pull out more money. I'm in a higher tax bracket. So a lot of times, like, I mean, you got like things like syndications where sometimes you can get, you know, tax breaks from doing things like that. I mean, there's uh, things like oil and gas. I mean, a lot of times I'll have people like, cool, we can do oil and gas this year with 100% write-off. You know, so if you invest a hundred thousand to an oil and gas fund, you can write off a hundred thousand off your taxes. So if you're cashing out of a four hundred one k, yeah, you're gonna pay taxes. But if you're putting that in oil and gas for a few years, cool. You just got rid of all the tax, the tax liability there, and now you can take that money out and then a few years later invest it for more cash flow with no worries there, right? Um, I know real estate's even even the single family space and multifamily space. I mean, there's so many tax breaks you can get, even if you're not a professional real estate investor. I mean, obviously, if you are, you can get cool tax breaks and losses on that, right? Cost segregation. Oh, dude, the whole, yeah. So we oh. cost seg every property that we do now. Yeah. So it really benefits Corey, but like, and some of my investors, it really benefits too. Some of yeah. them are real estate professionals, right? They do fix and flips a lot of, right? And yeah. that's taxed as ordinary income. They're mm-hmm. in a very, so the more they make, the more they pay. That's and right. So, 
so when we do a cost seg and they invest, uh, you know, we had one where per hundred thousand dollars they were getting a forty-four thousand dollar depreciation per hundred thousand dollars invested. Well, gosh, I had one guy invested half a million bucks. That's that's like two hundred thousand dollars began. Man, he's a real estate professional, meaning he now gets to take that off all his other earned income. Exactly. Exactly. It's like a business loss, which is, I mean, that's that's the thing. The tax favors the business owner, right? And and some of you guys listening may already be business owners, which is great. But it's awesome if you can actually have income coming in, positive cash flow, but then write it all off so that it's essentially almost like tax-free income. I mean, that's that's just awesome. I mean, so there's there's lots of cool strategies you can do. I mean, every, like I said, like everything from there, there's ways to donate and write off four times the money you donate and things like that. If you have to offset, like I get some people that are below the age of 59 and a half, they've got lots of money in IRAs or 401ks. They're like, yeah, but Chris, I'm going to have a 10% penalty and a tax. Like, well, maybe we do something like, you know, maybe we do something like a conservation easement where we write off at least four times whatever you donate. So if you donate a hundred grand to that, you can write off 400,000 of income, you know, and offset those taxes. Which now allows you to go ahead and and make, uh, so yes. And invest more. It's it's trying to be smart about what you have an understanding. So, and there's not enough people helping uh, people with that kind of stuff, by the way. Yeah, there's not because I mean, there's financial advisors do not get paid to tell you to invest in multifamily or into real estate or and they can't, right? That's selling away. It is. It absolutely is. In fact, if you're if you're a licensed rep, you know, as a financial advisor, you actually have to tell people when you're even offering this stuff, and you can get rejected. You can even get fired for advising to do anything different, even if you know it works. And even if you you can only sell what your brokerage has. Well, like anything that, else, yeah, cause you can only uh, sell what your broker has licensed and and has available. If your broker yep. doesn't do real estate, you can't even offer real estate or even give any advice on it. And so that's why when, when people would come to my office and say, hey, Corey, I'm thinking about doing um, a self-directed and do some real estate. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, my God, John, you know, what are you thinking? Like, that's that's risky, uh-huh. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, what if? What happens if, right, you co-mingle funds or, I mean, I'm just doing the worst case scenarios uh-huh. to scare the bejesus out of them and say, yep. it sounds like you like real estate. Well, yeah. Well, I've got this real estate investment trust. Right. <laughs> you can make a whopping 7% in this sucker. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, it can go to zero, but like, you know, yeah. <laughs> no intrinsic value, just paper, just paper. No control. No, yeah, you can't. I'll tell you, you cannot have real financial freedom without some measure of control. I mean, you know, you can manage risk, you can do certain things, but you know, at the end of the day, I mean, you it, isn't it better? Isn't it less risky to have control? Where most people who think they're investing, really, all they're doing is they're just gambling money into a stock market that they have zero control in. Uh, the stock market doesn't care whether they put money in or not because your money makes no difference in that company's life. It's it's a it's a it's a crapshoot. The only people that make money are hedge fund, like well, big money movers, right? I, that they can make a change in the market when big money's transferred. But the normal person putting a hundred thousand dollars in a mutual fund is n- nobody cares. And honestly, tell me how the stock market works, right? <laughs> like, and yep. I've always said this, like I always wonder. So you buy a hundred thousand dollars of that Janus fund, right? Mm-hmm. And so, how many people does the money touch? Before it actually gets to the one person that says, we're going to take this $100,000 and we're going to buy 
this. Or, you yeah. know, he takes a pool of 100000 and then says, I've got $10 million and buy Apple or whatever yeah. the hell they buy, right? Because all they're going to do is buy other stocks. Yep. And 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 call it a blend and and, and so like I don't know how, you know how far does that trickle down? It's got to be it's it's got to be stupid, right? And so when they tell you to be no diversified, control. I mean the, the diversification is ridiculous because they say, "Well, be diversified." So you buy all these companies. Well, guess what? Two thousand eight was a perfect example that diversification doesn't work in the stock market because your your whole fund goes down, right? And even if you bought bonds, even bonds happened to go down during, during the recession. So uh, people had nowhere to turn. They are sort of going to no place to hide. Yeah. And then, even cash, and then even cash counts had a scare because your money mm-hmm. market was almost worse less than a dollar. And that yeah, scared and the hell out of everybody. Even a Schwab account, they'll still charge you for it. So they're like, they're still charging management fees and everything else. Like I just had somebody the other day because, you know, I charge consulting. I don't, I don't like sell products necessarily. Right. But, you know, I charge consulting and and the, the person said, well, crap, even what you're charging consulting is less than what we're paying a, a financial manager who just puts us in mutual funds. He doesn't even do anything. He just throws us mutual funds. We pay like over 10 grand a year in stupid fees. And it's even worse if you have your own 401k plan because you pay administration fees and fees on the fund too. Think about this, right? So you're effectively almost a money manager without a license. Like I would call this like a small family office is truly what you're acting like yeah. in, in my mind, right? Am yep. I right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so the beauty of that, and this is how, like, think about, like, Mitt Romney. and I mean, it's a family office. So what is a family office? You want to explain, like, like that essentially what that looks like and then and kind of how you manage yeah, that? Yeah, it's, it's, like it's like a full service financial advisory type thing that brings a whole team in. So usually only reserved for the wealthy, right? Like the very wealthy, the uber wealthy usually, uh, multimillionaire, billionaire type people where uh, they'll say, hey, We'll help you manage your, your accounts. They'll help you give advice on where to put this money. Uh, they'll you know set you up with attorneys and accountants, CPAs, you know things like that. Like the whole team around you that essentially works on your 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 wealth, right? Helping wealth. you gain wealth, and and that's kind of like what I do too. Like I have CPAs that actually like real estate investing, and they don't say, "Ooh, that's risky" or "That's risky." Like they just say, "Here's here's the law. Here's what will work. Here's how we can make it work." Right. So in in essence, you're bringing Wall Street, like big family office Wall Street, mm-hmm. and and that's really not even Wall Street. That's just what rich people do because rich yeah. people know that you got to have control, right? Yep. That's why rich people don't give their money to Wall Street. They'd rather give it to a family, a guy that's in control, and say, "We trust you. You have this team. Now go make our money grow reasonably, yep. right? And make it." do a lot better than what the market is doing, right? That's usually what they're tasked with. And it's very easily done when you have smart people um, that understand the process, right? And that's really what you're doing. Yeah. The one thing I'm not doing is I'm I'm not actually offering any investments. You know, that's the one big difference is that, you know, when I off, when I when I tell people like, hey, let me connect you with so and so. Hey, let me connect you with Corey. That'd be let me give you the topic. guidance. Yes. Yes. It's like here's and if you did this, here's the consequence. Here's what the results would be. Here's how I look at the whole plan. Uh, it's kind of like you know, I had I had a chiropractic client down in San Diego, and and I had actually advised him like ten years ago just to help him with cash flow and stuff, just to improve his cash flow, not even to help create passive income. Right. Um, amazing saver. Did a great job. Now he was five years away from paying off his his own home in California, as well as an investment property there, which was cash flowing like a couple hundred bucks a month. 
but it had 400,000, 500,000 equity in the property. So I was like, all right, here's the deal. Like you want to pay aggressively pay off these mortgages. So in five years, you can free up 5,000 a month. But if we sell this property, that's not really performing well because the rate, rate return on equity is crappy. Right. 200K, but he's $200, right? Yeah. It's like you're making two or 300 bucks on a half million of equity. That's horrible. I'm like, sell that property. Let's do a cash out refinance of your home. So do the opposite of what every advisor has told you to do in the past of paying off your home. Instead, we do that. Even with a little bit increase on your mortgage payment, which is not a lot increase, by the way, it'll net increase his cash flow this year by $75,000. <laughs> and, and by the time he actually hits five years, it'll actually be over 10000 a month. So, I mean, oh, yeah. hoping, to, hoping and praying to pay off his mortgage to finally free up 5000 a month after five, five and a half years. Now he'll have at least 10000 a month just by doing some real estate deals. You know, Isn't like, that yeah. amazing, right? So, like, that's, that's the real reality for people. Like, sometimes you got to show them where some of their money is. Exactly. So I even, so I think about like, even me for uh, my first apartment complex I bought, right? So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I've owned it for five years and I was probably making, call it $100,000 a year, right? On this yeah. property. But after five years, we didn't increase the value so much that we sold, so we bought it for 3.6, we sold it for 8.8. .8, wow. Right? And so that's for like $4 million of profit, 4.7. Yeah. And the whole reason we sold was because we, I, I was like analyzing, I was like, dude, yeah, it's great. I could keep this property, but what if I sold it and bought a different property? And so when we did, and now our income's half a million. Right. Exactly. Well, and we're growing the value of that new asset as well. Right? That's a perfect, that's a perfect example of acceleration versus accumulation. Because yeah. every financial person is going to tell you, accumulate money. And they're telling you to do that because they want to control your money because that's what they paid on, right? Right. So they're going to tell you, accumulate money, don't touch it, live on less than the interest, Let's pull out two or 3%. So if you have a million bucks, they're telling you to not pull out more than 20 to 30,000 a year. You so can't you live off of that. In poverty. Yes. You can't even live off of that. You can't. No. So you got to save multi-millions of dollars even to create that 10,000, 20,000 month income. And nobody does that, by the way. Yeah. Or you do like what you did, right? Which is, Hey, how can we create acceleration? How can we have something that pays us multiple returns? Because you not only have a property that's paying rent, which is great cash flow month to month, but you got a property that can appreciate, even if it doesn't, it doesn't matter, but it yeah. can appreciate. That's bonus, right? Yeah. You've got tax breaks you got there. You've also got you know the fact that they're paying down your mortgage for you when you got renters. So I mean and that's we could have refi. So that was one of our options too, is to refi the property and pull out the yeah. money there, still own the asset, and we still could have been able to take that money because the difference in a refi was not going to take up all my $100,000 in cash flow. I would have maybe spent another $15,000 in a year to get a million dollars out of my, you know, out. Yeah. And that's why every situation is different, right? Because uh, yeah. I mean, when people come to me, they're like, well, what should we do here, here, or this or that? Like, well, let's run the numbers and find out, you know, what's going to be the best way to do it in the safest way possible that creates a maximum return. Now, and I'm taking it too. This is probably from just listening to you so far too, is that you understand the different alternatives out there that to give them right advice, right? Cause you know, some people are like, you know, is it always real estate is it, or is it businesses or is it, you know, what can you do? I guess the answer is everything if it makes sense, but under, yeah. you got to understand business plans, right? Yeah. And, and the capital and the risk. Yeah. You, you, I, I found that, and this comes from a guy who's been able to retire twice, right? Like when it comes to investments, you really want an investment that you actually enjoy. 
you know, not something that you feel like it either stresses you out or, or just you only do it for the paycheck. Because what makes it any different than a job? If you're only doing it for the money, you're still trapped by money, right? Yeah. You want to do something you actually kind of enjoy. So, for example, I had I have a client, like he's an anesthesiologist out in Hawaii. You know, he, I, I really try to get him towards the direction of real estate. You know, any kind of cash flow in real estate. It's like, Chris, I don't want to do real estate at all. And he's like, I just don't want to. Like, I have zero interest in it. I'm like, okay, well, I, won't, I don't want to force or impose my own personal opinions on you because I love real estate, but that doesn't mean you have to. Right. So what would you love? He's like, I think oil and gas would be fun. And he went, he went on his own. He bought a couple individual oil wells, which I was like, oh, crap. Um, that is risky. Okay, that is a little bit too, too much. I mean, it's okay. You got great tax breaks. Congratulations. You almost look like a pauper, even though you make good money. But... <laughs> I was like, instead, let's at least do a fund here. I, I told him, here's a fund that I know about. Like they've been paying consistently really well. And it's like, you know, two to three year, you know, type of fund that you'll be in before they refi you out or buy or sell you out of it. So right. do this, you'll get the write off and you're invested in multiple wells versus just one, you know? Yeah. And, so th- then there's a big difference. So like you're going to go find a, a syndicator or a guy that says, hey, uh-huh. we're going to drill these five wells. Yeah. Because... And, and really just one well has to hit for it to be profitable, right? Yeah. And so there's now you're spreading the risk out. Uh, and um, I mean, that's the essence of buying, uh, buying into a fund like that. Plus, uh, you know, unless you're really super knowledgeable about that one thing that real, you know, oil and gas, mm-hmm. you, want to, you want to find professionals that are, I would assume. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and the cool thing is we, we took his money too. We, he had money guys sitting on the sidelines it's like, here, let's run it through this like this tax-free supercharged savings account, run it through here, back out into investment. Now you're making money in two places at the same time with the same dollars. Oh, that's beautiful. It was fun. That, that's funny. Now, how do you find uh, your uh, your people that you get advice to? What, you know, like, I, yeah. I, I mean, I opened it with the credits, but I, I mean, I want to keep on having these discussions because people need to know how to find you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, definitely through my podcast, The Chris Miles Money Show. I mean, people will find out pretty quickly if they like me or not, right? right? If they think I'm full of crap, then great. Go move on. Go listen to Dave Ramsey's podcast and be broke the rest of your life, you know? Like, you know, there's there's different options, but definitely my podcast is a great way um, that people will find me. Lately, it's been surprising because I mentioned that whole double dipping your investment returns by making money two places at the same time. I've got videos on YouTube. Now people are starting to find me on YouTube, which I've never had that experience before. I'm like, uh, I better start making some more videos now. Yeah, so. YouTube is actually we we repost this uh, our podcast on YouTube. We have a YouTube a podcast, yeah. and uh, it's been really, really, really good for us. It's funny that you mentioned Dave Ramsey because <laughs> now personally, in my personal debt, I like Dave Ramsey uh, to an extent of like, hey, I, I want to keep my personal debt as low as possible, right? But the thought, the way he teaches, now you also got to understand his audience, right? Uh-huh. He's talking to someone that is not financially smart, will never be financially smart, and is just trying to save themselves from their own problem, their own self destruction, right? right? And if you understand that, like that's his audience, so that's that's who he caters to. That's not what we're uh, trying to do, right? We're trying to find. Uh, we're trying to grow wealth and make money. And so like debt, man, the more debt I get into, the richer I become. That's just that's yeah. personally for Corey Peterson. I am buying, you know, a leveraging money and being doing it strategically through real estate that allows me to become a multi multi millionaire. 
Right. And as long as I'm staying with, because it's still a double-edged sword that can could cut both ways. That's when you got to be a smart investor and understand the risk reward and leverage. Mm-hmm. Right. But That's when right. you understand that correctly and you understand it, how it works and you're, uh, and then I think you're a student of it, like meaning there is risk and you real, realize that you mm-hmm. can handle that very well. And like, there's lots of people out there doing it every day. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like it's funny because Dave Ramsey went through some experience I did. I mean, he went bankrupt doing real estate, right? Yeah. So of course he's going to come from the perspective that debt is evil, never have it, all that kind of stuff, right? But I'll tell you, my wife actually she she used to she was the very first instructor in the state of Utah for his course, and she went out to his house and she's like, okay, he's already investing in things I know that he talks about not investing in. You know, he's not a big mutual fund guy. He's in buying up real estate, and funny enough, like. It's crazy because she looked around the room at who was in that room, right? The people that were also teaching like her, they were broke pastors, most of them not making more than thirty or 40000 a year. And she realized, she's like, wait a minute, no wonder to teach from the scarcity place because they're teaching broke people. But the problem is, and you and I see this all the time, is that we have people that follow us on our podcasts that make hundreds of thousands a year that still follow this broke advice. And what happens is that these people, and, and I have clients coming all the time saying, all right, well, I'm debt free or I'm almost debt free, but I don't have any cash flow. I'm asset rich and cash poor. And they don't know how to break that mold because they were taught to be cash. Pay, pay everything off. Pay, live, live like a pulpit. Like, listen, no, you should be able to live your life and enjoy it, man. Exactly. Right? It's really about the income. So everything we teach and probably, and I think from your clients and your perspective, it's really about creating a, a re, recovering bucket that fills that keeps filling up mm-hmm. when you can do that then you can go spend your money knowing that hey i've got this thing on autopilot it keeps filling up you know you don't spend all of it you still got to keep your safety feature in there but you just keep on trying to make the bucket get either bigger or filling up quicker or all that stuff and that's mm-hmm. through passive uh, investments that make money that show up every month every time exactly it's all about the cash flow. That is real, the real key to freedom. Because when you have more cash flow, you open up more options. When you have more options, that's when you feel free. Not about whether you paid the debt off or not. I mean, and I'm not, I'm not disagreeing that that's not good sometimes. Yes. Um, but what I am saying is that there are principles and there are strategies. Yes. Principles are eternal. They never change. They're always the same. So, for example, a principle is live within your means, right? Or, or even better yet, produce more than you consume, which basically means don't spend more than you make, right? Yep. But the strategy that he might promote, like a Dave Ramsey would promote, would be pay off debt, which is part of that. But that's that's a strategy. Don't that go into work. debt, right? Yeah. That was great don't. maybe 100 years ago. That does not work today. You cannot survive financially living longer like we are now. If you died so early, of course you could pay off your debt because you'd be dead before you'd enjoy it. You know, we're here to teach you how can you enjoy it now because you might be living for 90, 100 years. Yep. Yep. And to provide a, a stream that, that keeps showing up. I think yep. that's, that's the reality of what, what, when I always look at people, you know, and even for my personal life, I wanted the two things that I believe most people dream of, which is time and money. Yeah. Right. And most people have one and very few have both. Right. That's right. And so how do you get both is doing these strategies that you're talking about right now, which are strategies, right? And, you know, like I live by another strategy. I, I like, I heard it from, I um, can't remember the guy that I heard it from, but he talks about building your moat. 
Mm-hmm. And so he goes, now you have a castle, and you know, that's your home and all the stuff that you have, your stuff, right? Yeah. But if you want to acquire more stuff, sometimes you maybe need to increase your moat. That's right. right? And yep, so, exactly. and he goes, what's this what stuff that's in your moat are things that are kind of paid for that provide, and not necessarily all the way paid for, but assets that provide income. Yep. Right? Consistent right. income that will not go away no matter what you do. That's right. And so he goes, now, if they can be paid off, even better, right? But as long as they're consistently cash flowing, you want to increase your castle, you've got to increase your moat first, yep. get, build up your uh, equity, build up your you know, your cash flow. Then you can go buy and expand your stuff. Yeah. And I, and I love that analogy because, it to me, it makes sense. It's really the bigger the castle, the bigger the moat, right? Yeah. yeah that's that's a, I mean, that's a big thing that I try to teach people. And, and it's hard because it's not the sexy part that everybody looks for. Everybody's looking for, you know, cash flow, cash flow, cash flow, right? And I tell people that cash flow is one part of that moat, you know, but yeah, there's still things like you got to have the estate plan in place. You got to have the right corporation, especially if you're doing investing, you got to protect yourself and protect your assets. Have the oh, right. Yeah. That's, a, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother, that's conversations people are not having, right? No, it's not like, and, and financial advisors usually won't have it. They might give it lip service, but then they'll walk away because that's not their thing, right? Their thing is, how can I create a transaction versus how can I actually ensure that come what may happens in your life, right? No matter what, you will have that cash flow coming in. You will be protected. And even like, I mean, my wife, she, she insisted that we upped our disability insurance. She's like, hey, if something happens to you, even if it's your brain, especially if it's your brain, Chris, like I can sit in this chair and just do nothing and, you know, look like Stephen Hawking, you know, kind of maybe, but, you know, I can do that. But if I don't have my brain, like I can't create, I can't produce. And so she's like, we need that. We need the life insurance. We need to make sure we have that stuff that protects our thing. You gotta have a trust, right? Have you a trust. Have, you, have to, you, have, you have to have all your stuff. And so, and that's the, that's actually the floor. That's yeah. like the first thing you start with, by the way, is making sure those pieces are, of your foundation are laid, right? And, and yep. again, no financial advisor, most that I know are not giving that counsel, like just, Guys, before we start, let's set up, let's set us up to win. Yeah. Right. But a lot of it, because they don't, they, they don't have any um, incentive to do any of that other stuff. And I think that's when, when you're talking about, you're giving advice and, um, well, I wouldn't say advice, but you're giving referrals and and knowledge, right? Yeah. For fees. And you're not taking a commission. Mm -hmm. Um, People need this kind of stuff because that's uh, true wealth. People that are actually making money, um, there's just so few places for them to get real solid advice. Cause I know honestly, so many millionaire people that are getting their true advice from someone that makes 60 to $80,000 <laughs> that passed the test. Yeah. You know, and that's, it's sick, right? It is. No, it really is. Like it's you good know, for you though. There's a lot of clients out there that could use your services. <laughs> I'll tell you, I've been busier than ever. I'm, I mean, I, I, I was able to retire, you know, again, three years ago, you know, back in 2016. And, but then I'll tell you, nobody lets me rest because, and I can't let me rest. That's the thing is like, I do this for a passion because, you know, I call it money ripples because I love seeing the ripple effect that it creates in people's lives when they have that cash flow and they create that freedom, you know, that prosperity in their lives and what it can do for their families and their kids and the community around them. Like it, it changes the world ultimately, right? It creates that ripple effect. And, and, and that's the thing I, I can't stop because every time I hear crappy advice, I got to say something about it, right? Like every time I hear somebody saying, 
hey, you should get that 401k because that match, that's easy money. It's a no brainer. And I'm like, no, it's a no brainer not to do it. If you actually knew what you were missing out on, the opportunity cost is way more costly than gambling your money because somebody's, you know, dangling a little carrot saying free money. But it's like, hey, if I flush down a toilet, will you match it? You know, flush the money down. Like, hey, I'll match a dollar with that. You know, yeah, like, let's both let's both flush it down, right? Exactly. It's just ridiculous. And so it, it's what drives me. It really does. And, and I think that's why you and I are doing what we do, because we got to change what's going on in people's lives. And I'll tell you, it's so much easier than people think to actually hit their cash flow goals. Like I've had some people I've talked to, they're like, yeah, it'd be nice if I could even hit my goal in 10 years. And I'll look at their situation. I'm like, um, actually, we could do it in one or two or three. Like it's crazy, and it blows their mind. And sometimes it's too much for them to handle. They think it. There's no way. They're like it's say what? Yeah, exactly. I say what? But they have to think like an investor. They have to think differently. And and financial advisors don't think like investors. They think like salespeople. That's what they really do. They're just salesmen in suits or saleswomen in suits. Touche, brother. Because that I, I honestly, I always. This is why I love what I do. Is because there's so many. I mean, there's trillions and trillions of dollars out there that are being suckered mm-hmm. and and it doesn't take a lot, but I, I don't have to have a whole lot of clients, I, but I can, I'm trying to help as many as I can, just like you are come into the light. Right. Yeah. And just provide an alternative to the stock market because um, most people just, they, nobody even understands how it works. Um, but by far and away, there's so many people that are yearning for real truth. Yeah. Truth. Like, just give it like, don't sell me. Just give me the truth of what, like, and, and the problem is, is the industry set up to lie to you, mm-hmm. to lie. And you would never know because no one's going to tell you. No one's going to tell you. But on this show, we're telling you. <laughs> on this show, we're going to tell you, right? So, uh, Chris, listen, thank you for, for coming on and sharing your knowledge. If people want to uh, get to know you or where do they go exactly to find you and get to know about what you do? Yeah, then go to my website, moneyripples.com. That's M-O-N-E-Y-R-I-P-P-L-E-S.com. Not money nipples, like Entrepreneur Magazine tried to say I was. I'm like, no, I'm not that kind of business. It's money ripples, right? <laughs> so moneyripples.com. Uh, and then you can, of course, follow my podcast, The Chris Miles Money Show. Uh, it's on there as well. So uh, I've got like over 300 episodes. So plenty to tune into if you're bored. Yeah, right on, man. Listen, uh, guys, if you're listening to this show right now, if you don't go check that out, um, you know, don't do yourself that disservice. I I can just tell you right now that Chris is the real deal. He cares. He's trying to, he's, he's doing what's right. And he's just giving you real information. Not very many people out there want, will tell it like that, but, but what he's saying is so true. And I know it's true. So Chris, again, uh, honor to have you on the show, brother. Uh, Keep going out there and, and creating better lives for all your clients. Uh, it is absolutely amazing. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, you know that if you believe it, you know, belief is everything. Um, and also education, right? Educate, Chris is just talking about educating yourself on, on how it really works and how you should be having the right strategies to make your money grow and to work for you, the best way to make it work for you. And learning those strategies are as vitally important to you guys, um, but also that belief, that belief that you are not going to be stagnant, that you are going to be in control, and you are going to be working your money. If you believe it, you can achieve it, guys. Your paradise is possible.